Oh, ho, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Sean Anderson, and I'm here with the always jolly Stephen Ray. <laughs> yes, yeah. Nice. I like that. And not necessarily jolly in the St. Nick sense. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're rosy cheeked or white haired or have a, a belly that shakes like a bowl full of jelly. Um, <laughs> but you are a very enjoyable person to be around. And I think that works perfectly because this is a very enjoyable movie to watch. This is the one we're going to see today is just uh, a blast. I think it's something that you could watch. You you could make uh, part of like a, a an annual uh, Yuletide tradition. Uh, just sit down with the family, pop some popcorn um, or or get your best fruitcake out and just have a slice and just sit down for this movie because you're going to have a good time. And the one we're watching today is the uh, 1989 masterpiece known as Christmas Vacation, starring Chevy Chase. Uh, the second in the Vacation series. The first one we haven't actually Ooh. watched. I, I haven't actually seen the first one. Wow, that I forgot that there was a first one in regards to this one. Yeah, Vacation, then Christmas Vacation. But you know what? This is the only one that matters right now because it's Christmas time. So let's get into it. We're talking about Christmas Vacation on more movies. Please. Please. I think this is the first time that I'm not looking at my recording levels because I am trying to get so much light off my computer to light my face. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. I'm just looking at my show or our show notes. Your show notes. It looked like you you uh, went through this movie kind of quickly in one go, which was a little surprising. I feel like every time uh, I've been watching one of these movies and looking at our show notes for them, I'll see mm-hmm. like I'll see uh, enough show notes that it tells me that oh Steven's about halfway through, and then it's like that for the rest of the day. I'm like oh I guess he'll pick it up uh, tomorrow morning before we record. And <laughs> with this one, it was just I like I started watching it. I took a break. Um, and I then the next that. time, yeah, the next time I came back, it was boom. It was like oh Steven watched this entire thing. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that it was kind of like a surprise for you, like just a major spoiler. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. But um, yeah, so I did watch this one all the way through that the reason for that is normally there's work, distractions, tons of stuff that can interfere. Mm-hmm. But what happened here was we finished our day, got everything done. And as we were driving home yesterday, Nicole was like, hey, I need help with a habit I want to break. I tend to fall asleep on the couch and get in- interrupted sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, she okay. She's like, all right, I need some negative reinforcement. I'm like, okay, I'll get a spray bottle. That react, <laughs> that was not taken well. <laughs> no, she's not a cat. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, 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 that doesn't work. I'm like, well, so we discussed a bunch of things. I'm like, oh, I know it. So here is the rules and the parameters, which ties into why I saw this all the way through. Okay. That if she falls asleep, that's fine. When I wake her up and let her know that she's fallen asleep, if she goes back to sleep, then it counts as a fail. Okay. I get to keep tally marks. And for every fail she does, I get to watch a Doctor Who episode with her. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was a little worried because I always feel like, I don't know, keeping uh, like uh, score in a relationship is, is maybe not the best thing to do. But she did ask you for help. 
And I think, you know, everybody needs more Doctor Who in their life. Yeah. It's it's not a score like, oh, you did this wrong. It's more of like, you want to break this habit. This is something you don't enjoy as much, which I don't get why. But anyway, and here's the negative reinforcements. So if you don't want to watch as many episodes in one week, you got to get up when I, I say, hey, go be more comfortable. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, is this like modern Who or are you going to go like, for the classic hard to harder to watch. Who? I told her that if we make it through modern who, cause we're on season six right now. Okay. If we finish, if we get caught up to modern who, and she still hasn't broken this habit, I will switch back to classic. <laughs> well, that might do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, that one's painful to watch even for some Whovians. I'm sorry, but it's just kind of hard when you started like me, I started with the new stuff. So going back to the old special effects, yeah, a little harder yeah. to watch. I imagine doesn't it's still good. Sure, sure. I mean, if you really like Doctor Who, you want to get as much as you can. Um, maybe it's not as engaging as you know uh, David Tennant, but hey, whatever. But um, I imagine the pacing and the stories of those older ones are not uh, what I think. I don't know. People of today are used to. <laughs> not at all so they and might be kind a of, bit of a slog to get there just a little bit and like to kind of segue back to this movie she had fallen asleep twice okay. after this discussion twice so, I, so you've got two tally marks already so i told her she has to sit through this movie with me because she wasn't interested at first because uh-huh. she's like how do you do that like a movie when i fell asleep twice i'm like well technically if you had fallen asleep twice it'd be two doctor who episodes which are almost an hour each so the movie will cover your two tally marks. Nice. Nice. So when I put it on, we had to finish and I didn't get interrupted or had to do something else. Not like, oh, I'm watching 30 minutes. Can we watch Big Bang now? Nope. It was watched all the way through. All the way through. <laughs> all right. How, how did that go then? Did she come around and get kind of drawn into the story? Yeah. Like that's, um, as we were talking about before we started recording my first experience watching this. Uh-huh. I didn't really enjoy it, but there was extenuating circumstances that kind of hindered my ability to pay attention and just interest in it in general. Mm -hmm. So she enjoyed it and I did. And mainly because I finally got to focus on the movie and found it funny. Also hearing her reactions were even better because we both knew, and yet again, spoiler, that the cat was going to fry. You see it coming. But her reaction to actually seeing how it fried, because she thought thought it was just going to be like, yeah. Like just dead cat. And it was just like an imprint from an, like a explosion disintegration. It was she so was like, Looney Tunes, right? <laughs> I don't often get those out of her. So I'm like, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> most I feel- of this movie was very Looney Tunes. Like even the yeah. first craziness when them go, they go under the freaking 18 wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I love that. I, I, I wrote down, I, uh, I I knew I've seen this movie a couple of times, so I know like the the major beats to it, but I forgot some of the finer points and some of the 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 minor funniness, and I forgot that was one of them. I was like, Jesus, uh, they <laughs> it was very funny. I wasn't I mean, expecting it out of like is, an like, 80s movie. I was watching that shot. I'm like, they didn't like green screen that. They had like a stunt driver, yeah, under a big rig, and I'm really hoping that those were like mannequins as the passengers rather than other stunt people. Cause like why risk even more than one person doing that right. stupid stunt? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I bet it was mannequins. <laughs> Cause I, you know, they, they, you know, I, I feel like nowadays you just, you do, you CG the entire scene. Um, but back then, yeah. yeah, I think, I think like movie dummies were just, they were a huge thing and they, whenever they needed to use them, 
they get a dummy in from the studio and stick it in there. So I, I hope that's the case. But regardless, like, God, what a, what a, I mean, you'd have to be a very confident uh, stunt driver to do something like that because that looks horrifying. I mean, I, luckily, I'm not Clark Griswold. I, I don't think I'll ever find myself in that situation. But if I do, I can imagine that I will be needing new pants right after I get out of it. So, um, yeah, you were talking about how Clark was driving because one of my notes was like, who drives like that? with their kids in the car. Like I've gotten road rage right. and I will admit have done a similar stuff with other drivers like he did, mm-hmm. but never with children in the car, never with children or with just like anybody in the car. That's like a, a Sean's driving alone uh, sort of thing. <laughs> I did it with Corey in the car. Cause he was telling me to go after the person. But other than that, oh, yes, well, no, when you've like got, it's a solo road rage. <laughs> when you've got an instigator in the car with you, it's hard to hard to fight against it. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised like to find actors who I forgot were in this movie or didn't even know were in the movie. Like, like I like just the, finished watching big bang before I started watching this. Yeah. 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 And he got Johnny. And Galecki didn't know that there. the actor who plays Leonard is rusty. <laughs> right yeah you got you got johnny galecki in there you got juliette lewis uh famous actress juliette lewis as the daughter beverly d'angelo as as the wife and then of course chevy chase at like it's it's just this entire film is just full of people that you wouldn't really expect you got you know randy quaid uh brian doyle murray as the uh clark's boss and it's it's uh doris roberts from uh everybody loves raymond oh yeah and then uh, i forgot her name from seinfeld that was the neighbor julia louise dreyfus yeah 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 yep i mean i this was this one came out um what 89 so it was a few years before seinfeld ever came on the air um so i don't know if this one was responsible for uh uh ms dreyfus for getting that job um yeah but, nicole was okay. just like oh my god so many famous people must be good i'm like actually they're kind of young right now and i feel like this was before they all hit their big stuff yeah except for like um chevy chase and beverly beverly d'angelo i think you know chevy chase and caddyshack and fletch and like all of those things so i think he um had had some fame around him but they i don't think anybody in here were the sort of they they had reached that like legendary status of their careers by this point i think it was just like legendary hey, yeah they were well on their way to it but they were still like if we had watched this in 89 when it came out we probably wouldn't really recognize most of these people well probably because we wouldn't have been able to comprehend what we were watching that's true i would have been three years old <laughs> mm-hmm. we were little tots yeah yeah but it's, probably it's, watching, it's fun to probably watch. watching the street uh-huh. <laughs> but it's it's fun to watch uh these older movies now especially like the national lampoon ones or or some of those older uh, uh comedy organization troop movies um because i think they were sort of uh, a launching pad for a lot of uh who we would now call very famous actors oh yeah there's just like so many people in this film that was like i know you i know you and you guys are working great together yeah that quite frankly i'm surprised the animated santa didn't become famous a little bit uh, that was another thing i'd forgotten i thought that i forgot that this opened with an animated like short film which was um uh, like kind of weird for a moment but it was done really well it was a lot of really good uh just physical comedy by that cartoon santa oh yeah like when i was seeing that i remember that the national this movie was very slapsticky mm-hmm. but i didn't expect santa to get his ass into him that no, much man that's that poor santa just i <laughs> couldn't catch mm-hmm. a break i feel like clark was a m- kind of a half dennis the menace 
Mm. because like he got hurt sometimes like from his clumsiness, but his neighbors definitely suffered like Mr. Wilson would with Dennis. (laughs) Oh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Cause he, he didn't really care or think about the, the neighbors at all. I mean, he flipped them off a couple of times or offered to stick a Christmas tree up the, the neighbors, the neighbor wife, which was weird. Yeah. (laughs) And that was, that was a little like, I'm not talking to you. That was like, wow, these days you'd be um, sued and fired for that one. No, yeah, yeah, easily. Or that husband would have marched right on over and just like beat his, beat him up. Well, it's kind of hard when your neighbor's holding a chainsaw. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I guess you're not going to go after him then. But yeah, I don't know. I could see uh, tensions aren't going to uh, thaw anytime soon between them. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> not, to, not to say that uh, Clark was in the right with any of these things. Like, he destroyed their house, these poor people. But they were also just like the, the worst, like, uh, 80s yuppie, uh, modern, yeah. like, rich, full of themselves 80s people. And it's just, you, you don't want these things to happen to them, but you're like, well... You know, am I going to feel that bad about it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Clark was definitely not in the right. Like, as you were saying, he destroyed the neighbor's house Uh often. Yeah. I really loved the icicle scene because they were just so baffled (laughs) as to how their window and stereo got broken. But there's no evidence of what happened, what hit it. <laughs> it's like, how, why is Julia Louis Dreyfus is like, why is there water here? And the guy was like, I don't know. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that was fantastic. It was like he found a, a weapon that leaves no, almost no trace. Exactly. And I, I even I kind of struggled to find out, like to figure out how that happened. Because, OK, so what happened was he was up on his roof trying to like staple in. 25,000 uh Christmas lights and like mm-hmm. because he was doing it at night on a frozen roof he slipped off and had to grab the gutter and that Yeah, came he loose. grabbed the gutter where all the icicles were so when it yeah. swung to the right one or left I don't remember which direction. Yeah, one of them fell in the gutter and shot out like a water slide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like foam right through the neighbor's window and into their like really expensive looking uh 80s like hi-fi stereo system <laughs> mm-hmm. like i just kind of felt bad for them because a tree went through their window an icicle yeah they got like, the, I like never... a swat team breaking through oh yeah i don't know like so i don't even know why the swat team broke in their their house as well <laughs> so like at that scene where at the, where they are going after his boss who got kidnapped air quotes I'm like, one, how did they find out which house to go to? Did like cousin Eddie tell them who he was? Cause <laughs> so, and then the fact that the SWAT was breaking into both houses, uh-huh. that threw me off. I'm like, okay, whatever. But to reference the lights for anybody who grew up in the nineties and watched home improvement, <laughs> you know, Tim Allen was uh, pretty much a more power yeah. and like did so many Christmas tree lights that like when it was foggy from and snowy, his plane couldn't land. And when his kids turned on the lights that he had set up, <laughs> they were able to land because of his house. Yeah. Clark outdid this damn house. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. Like he, he when, uh, the first time the lights came on, they go to like a wide, wide city shot. And you can see in the background, just the, the, the city just going like, <laughs> just dimming down. Cause his, his house is drawing all the power and, uh, yep. did the shot of like inside the power, uh, the electrical company. And they like, a chunk a giant uh fuse uh or like a breaker switch for auxiliary power for like 
the nuclear auxiliary power yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his his uh, what was it his power meter his the gauge oh, for his, for like, his power <laughs> like i was just waiting for it to spin off yeah 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 oh man i want to i i wish that this uh movie had uh gone long enough or like there was this like scene at the end where he got a, uh, a power bill from <laughs> the the power company and it's just like it needs it, it comes in like a i don't know a binder or something because it's that many pages so the key for the christmas theme his power bill comes in as many boxes as tim allen gets in his first santa claus movie for <laughs> exactly. the good the naughty nice list yeah 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 <laughs> that would have been fantastic and i want to know how he was able to see and you referenced their first christmas tree mm-hmm. like how did he get that out of the ground but i want to know how he was able to see with that thing covering his windshield right yeah yeah i mean uh hats off to him he really did a good job of securing that this like full size uh uh tree christmas tree that he tore out of the ground like the hulk um roots and all and which had like an angelic light fall on it when they found it that was amazing just <laughs> ah, cor- ah chorus of angels singing and everything um and then, yeah, it was strapped to their car. They're like beat up 80s, like 70s station wagon car. Uh, I like that's a Which good those question. Those were fun How, to ride in. The, yeah, I bet they were. I bet they, they it felt like you were riding in a boat while you were in one of those. Especially if you were in the trunk just going, hi, everybody. Right. <laughs> I, I take it that was what you enjoyed doing. That was your prank. Face right on the glass. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that that tree was just like like strapped to the roof of the car and onto the hood, and it was a big old tree. How do you think he? Do you, I mean, you don't see him like hanging his head out the window to drive, but they're driving along just fine. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was just like nothing's hit the front of the tree yet. We can keep going. <laughs> so, so almost like a driving by braille sort of thing. Like, oh, I'll, I'll just go until I feel something. <laughs> Yeah, and like the tree would just clear a path. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that tree would do it. It was actually his own snowplow then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that tree was fantastic. Like it, it. They got it into their house, um, like somehow, and it, like it, it was clearly too big for for their house, that first floor, like living room, because the top it was like uh up into the ceiling and like twisted over. Just it sort of looked like a. I don't know what it looked like, but it was still bundled up and they got in. He got it ready. He's like, all right, kids, we're going to open this thing up and like cut through the the rope uh, holding it all together. And it just smashed open, like broke all of their windows in the living room. Just branches going, kuchong, kuchong, which was fantastic. I, I was just waiting for somebody or something to be thrown out of a window. Like if they had a pet before they had oh yeah guest pets, just like right out the window. <laughs> I could have seen that happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they covered a lot of animals in their house throughout this vacation. They really did. That cat, that squirrel, which terrorized the dog. <laughs> the dog. Yeah. Oh, God, that dog. Mm-hmm. I like the dog. The dog would, the dog actually seemed well-meaning. It was just uh, not well-trained whatsoever, which is not a surprise yeah, given, like, given its owners. The stuff that it did wrong wasn't it being vicious it was just hadn't been taught not to yeah 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 because otherwise it was really good it was hunting the intruder yeah yeah <laughs> you know I, I got the got that squirrel out of the house i mean it destroyed the house but it got that squirrel out of the house so good job dog well the house was pretty destroyed <laughs> yes i i wonder like how that house didn't fall apart with all the things happening to it electrocution for the cat which <laughs> could have put a chair on fire uh-huh. great uncle whatever 
catching the tree on fire with his cigar. <laughs> and then, then that same great uncle is outside at the end of the film and like lighting that same cigar over a, a storm drain that uncle Eddie had just dumped his entire chemical toilet into, which started Ugh. glowing green, which was ridiculous. And like, he what just, the hell was he eating? <laughs> right. Oh, and then that uncle just like exploded himself, went flying across the across the yard it reminded me of i believe it was an 80s movie rocket man rocketeer rocketeer i think that was a 90s movie actually like early 90s early 90s yeah but it just like the way he flew it was just like like the first time the rocketeer flies and can't like control it at all yes i remember that scene his helmet is stuck in the wall and they had to turn off the rocket to pull him out he's like i love this again uh-huh yeah yeah that's exactly what happened to his uncle although luckily for the rocketeer he was also wasn't like uh uh his face wasn't soot black and his hair wasn't like full, his his toupee hair wasn't just like destroyed uh so many injuries that should have happened that what did you think about the sled sledding scene <laughs> i mean they, i love how i love how they uh like really primed and built up uh the audience for that moment because up until then, uh, when Clark was at his at his office, wherever the heck he's working, I, I don't know what, uh, like a cereal company or something. Who knows what it is? Mm-hmm. Just a uh, like it, it almost seemed like an Acme sort of company. They just make everything. Because um, he was making this like varnish that you put on cereal so that milk doesn't make it soggy. I guess, um, which is like creepy. It's a little weird. Do I want to be eating that? No, I, I, I actually don't really mind soggy cereal too much. Um, but then like that keeps coming up and then they get to the moment where they're at this like sledding hill and he's spraying it onto the bottom of his sled. And I'm like, Oh God, I can't wait to see what's going to happen here. And it was still <laughs> not nearly as uh, ridiculous as what happened in the, in the film. Cause he, he sprays it on puts this sled down is like kind of sliding it, getting ready as, as like skiers or sledders do. And then kicked mm-hmm. himself off and just like back to the field, like DeLorean did just out of there. Just boom. <laughs> like it was even more crazy. than as you said, than you thought. And I thought that I expected him to like go uh-huh. and then him to be like, Oh, it's not moving. And all of a sudden it just starts picking up speed and then poof. Like, right, yeah. I didn't expect it to be like an instant takeoff. Like that was an explosion <laughs> takeoff uh-huh. and kept going like through the city, like through forests, through cities into like a Walmart shopping center. <laughs> yeah. And like one of those drop boxes, all I could think about yeah. was like, he needed to vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, the, oh, then it man. comes back. His sled comes back. Did you see that when uncle Eddie was, uh, uh, emptying that chemical toilet and picks up the sled <laughs> yep. with these like jagged, uh, charred, uh, hole, this hole in the, the bottom of the sled. Yeah. Cause like the sled went across so many things through so <laughs> many objects and across like a, a highway. Freeway. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a parking lot. Yeah. Oh man. I would, would you, I got to ask you if, if that's such a thing existed, would you dare maybe not? I don't know. You can tell me how, what your feelings would be throughout your life. Uh, I imagine you wouldn't do it now, but is there a Steven now or in the past that would have gotten onto that thing? I probably would want more paddings <laughs> sure. and an actual helmet. <laughs> yeah. Cause Clark was, he had on a snow jacket and that was about it. But considering that when I watch cool runnings, as a kid, I wanted sure, to do that. Sure. Yeah. I probably would have gone on that sled 
but just made sure there was no highway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh Would you have been singing the the cool running song the entire way? Feel the rhythm. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's Bob's Bob's sled time. Hell yeah. Uh There's so um, many movies I'm gonna have to rewatch because we're chatting. We talked about Rocketeer, Cool Rocketeer. Runnings. We should watch I'm Cool Runnings. I think to... Johanna would watch that one. <gasps> we can add it. Would would that be a B movie? Would you say? That's so. I don't know. Question. It's kind of. It's kind of borderline. We we could just watch it for fun, but yeah. So that's one. Hey guys, we'll let you know if we're gonna add that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. What things that you find, I don't know. Okay. You know, let's go through some categories on this one. Cause this one is a product of its time. It has comedy. It has some interesting acting moments. So let's go with what flashback time stuff stood out to you. Like, Oh, I remember that. Or, Oh wow. They, I can't believe that we had to do stuff like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, well, I, I enjoyed watching them. Well, there was there was a moment in there where the entire family was going to like a mall to go Christmas shopping, and um, Clark ends up looking for like lingerie for his wife, which is kind of a I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm not an he 80s got dad. Trapped in the attic trying to hide gifts. Yeah, and then it was cold up there because he couldn't close the window, so he was going through old clothing and putting it on. Oh well, there there was that. There was the um. I want to talk about the oh the, the actual scene. mall, the actual scene, like, mall where he was, where he was mall. flirting with that. Well, he thought he was flirting with the the oh, saleswoman geez. there. Although she was and kind she of was flirty too. Him. She was like, look, like uh, this is high waisted. Look, you can't even see it, and pulled up her dress uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to expose her hip. And it's like Jesus, this is you know she was trying to make a sale. I mean, uh, sure, and apparently it worked because uh, Clark was just uh, as they say these days thirsty for her. Uh, the entire time afterwards, because he was dreaming about uh, that pool in his backyard. And, um, you know, instead of his family there, it was just that saleswoman. Yeah. And so I'm very surprised, like when his, I guess, second cousin, she called him Uncle Clark, even though it was like an in-law cousin, whatever. Yeah. When one of the kids showed up and interrupted his daydream right before <laughs> it was going to show the, the best parts, in his opinion, uh-huh. that it cracked me. I was highly expecting him to have a boner when he turned around and her girl like, what's that uncle Clark? And he'd yeah. be like, Oh, it's just the Christmas tree wreath. Like, cause he's in holiday attire. Right. And I'm like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Cause that would have been kind of creepy to have that in front of a kid. But I was like, I was 100% expecting that to happen. It did feel like something that would happen in an eighties movie. Um, I think I was mm-hmm. expecting something similar, not quite uh, that, but I was thinking he would turn around and like, you would see like a vase get knocked off a nearby table or something. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was exactly, uh, if anything like that happened, I would have been like, well, of course, of course that would happen in this movie. Um, but it was, I thought that was, I thought it was fun to see like people going to, um, a mall to go shopping now instead of just ordering everything online or going to, I don't know, a target or something because who goes to malls now? I mean, uh, it, that's not people really a thing do for specific stores, but not like for their holiday shopping. Yeah. Like often. It's like, oh, I need to, the main thing I hear people say when they go to the mall is like, we're going to the Apple store right. or they're going to Sephora. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nobody's going to, like like in the last uh, Christmas movie we watched the night before, nobody's going to FAO Schwartz anymore that I know of. Um, although maybe it's a thing in New York City. I've never been. I don't know. But that's sort of like everything department store, like mm-hmm. Nordstrom's or something. I think it's not really... I mean, people are just shopping on Amazon now, right? Yeah, no, that you and I are both guilty of that. 
it's so much easier. Who wants to go to a mall, especially during like the Christmas season? I mean, you you lived a lot closer to South Coast Plaza a while back. Like mm-hmm. trying to go anywhere there, like the the few weeks before Christmas, is just the insane. streets going by the mall were insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like. Especially it's, with this upcoming COVID Christmas. Oh yeah. Well, it might actually be better then, but who knows? But like it's it's like a quarter mile stretch of road, and it would take you twenty minutes just to get down the road to where you actually want to be. Just because um I feel like I had read somewhere um that during Christmas time, uh South Coast Plaza, that mall, uh brings in more money than any other place in this entire country or maybe it was just the state maybe it's the most profitable mall in the state but like that place is crazy crazy i would believe it if at least the state maybe the country but i definitely for the state because they get up their christmas decorations right after (laughs) the day after thanksgiving (laughs) boom like black friday you are driving home and you just see Everything on light posts, everything's just covered. Yeah, no, they do not. And then you got to think you have Fashion Island and Newport yeah. Beach not too far away. Right. And often when I've had family come from like the East Coast, they're like, we got to go to South Coast. We get to go to South Coast. I'm like, it's a mall. <laughs> it's like a it's mall. not even like a, like a circular one. Like I've been in some that are insane. Like this one, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's a mall. Like it's fine. Like Costco has a better food court. They do have a great tree right smack in the middle of it what is, used to be called Crystal Court. Yeah. But it is nice. I mean, it's it's a decent mall, but it's I don't know. It's it's one of those like it, uh, it's a rich people mall. Stuff there is crazy yes. expensive. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe you can go shopping for one member of the family there. But it's not like, I don't know, maybe maybe I don't have the right sort of perspective being a poor person. But uh, like I, I think about going shopping there. I'm like, what am I going to get? How I'm not going to be able to do all of my shopping there for everybody. And also it's just going to be crowded and annoying and tarot and like hot and everything. It's going to be gross. So I, I it was it was interesting to see them like just bundling up and going down to the shop at the mall in this movie, because I'm like, this is, you know, give another like 20 years. And I bet that like that scene in this movie is going to be unrecognizable to a lot of younger people. And I'm starting to sound like my parents, but still, I think it's, I think it's true. No, I would agree with that. Like a lot of the scenes are probably unrecognizable to some kids nowadays. Like my little reference of when he's like, this is what I'm going to spend my bonus on and pulling out a folded magazine article that's in his pocket instead of like showing your Amazon cart and your phone. Uh Yeah. From like a a print magazine. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if you did this, but I did that when I was, in elementary school, I'm like, look at the Sega. Dude, yeah. The whenever the Toys R Us like catalog came, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm yep. getting this, circle that, circle that, cut that one out. <laughs> Dude, that was that was Man, the best we, time. I love that time. We were fire hazards. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I also Which I did really, I would love uh, go ahead. Oh, just to kind of add on to your thing about like him getting the electric bill at the end of the movie. Mm. I would have loved like a mid credit scene, him sitting in the office of his re- homeowner's insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, just like, going, to see wait, the, what? <laughs> just like going through that entire process. See the like insurance agent just like hand on his head. Just like, Oh my God, Clark, <laughs> what happened? What did you do? Because uh, I could see it be like that episode of the Simpsons where Homer's trying to get insurance for a pre-existing heart condition. Oh, and he yeah. starts to have a heart attack before he can finish signing. 
<laughs> well, I guess at that point yeah. it's it's a pre-existing condition. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but it was just like one of those like where he's struggling to make the claim, but the guy's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yep, yep, just yanking that paper away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, oh. well, th- that kind of could lead into the the attic scene. I thought that was kind of fantastic. Um, he he's going up to the attic to put some some Christmas presents away. And, uh, I guess his, his mother-in-law locks him up in the, in the attic. I don't know how he got, he, how there's no like safety latch in there to get yourself out, but then it wouldn't be a funny part of the movie and they go off and it's the shopping 80s. or something. Yeah. 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 And he ends up, uh, bundling up an old, like old pink robe and putting a, a old like green tea towel or something or like a hair towel over his head. Um, and watching like old Christmas movies and kind of a touching moment. I thought, uh, a little bit of uh, he was experiencing some uh nostalgic melancholy yeah he was definitely enjoying that that i feel like there was a few sweet moments that's his dad trying to comfort him after he has the craziest fuck all speeches of all fucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was like awesome that that speech that speech i would put that speech and the 25th hour like fuck you speech (laughs) like neck and neck Mm -hmm. boom right there yeah so those were in intense and for his daughter who seemed to be complaining most of the time which honestly if i was in that kind of family gathering i'd probably be complaining too yeah yeah but like when he tried to get the lights to work the first time and she's like it's okay dad it, it would have looked awesome mm-hmm. like actually being sweet to him like wow dude get away from all the lights you're looking at and look at the two lights you have in your household oh da- oh steven Man, that you're touching my heart there too. It's what a sweet sentiment there. I think it's you're exactly right. He had uh, just such a a, a great fit, supportive family. Like I, <laughs> I, I love his family because like so much happens to everybody. They, I like I don't understand how their house was still standing, but they were still right there <laughs> by his side and were like, "Come on, Clay, it's okay. We're here with you." I don't know about his in laws, but. <laughs> No, like his, like his in-laws are just kind of like, eh. yeah, but his parents, but his no. kids, his wife too, like every step of the way, just a hundred percent supportive. And we're like, we love you, dad. Oh, she was supporting him. And even sometimes had extra support where it took me a second watch to realize this. Uh-huh. Actually, Nicole pointed this one out. So when the police come in and they say freeze and all the family is like in an awkward position, uh-huh. the wife, I don't know how she got her hands on his <laughs> balls in that frozen moment. Uh-huh. And then like the entire time, and did she like like motion toward the boss or something, and then put her hand right back? Oh yeah, like the boss's wife. She's like, "Welcome to our home," and shakes her hand and puts her hand right back where it was to be frozen again. I'm like, "What in that whole scenario made you grab his junk to begin with?" (laughs) Steven when when you know when shit's going down, you got to save the family jewels. Okay, so as our audience doesn't know, right now I'm at a different location for recording, but ring the bell for me because that deserves a bell ring. Yeah, I'll take that one. Heck yeah. yeah. I'll give it I'll give so it. So I one. will There we go. There you go. I will have to bring my bell with me because <laughs> I have a feeling I like this location better for recording. So seems to be working out pretty well for you. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think Clark at some point just needed to be committed because he was a little Dude was having a nervous breakdown like the entire film like if if the comedy wasn't here if this wasn't a funny movie this would have just been like uh uh like a deep examination of one man's descent into uh pure madness because he like at a at one point he he got uh the chainsaw down again and just started like 
sawing down the null post or the 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 yeah the null post on his banister and just was like going crazy okay so i give him that one like i wouldn't use a chainsaw but if i was just like done after so much stuff going wrong and then one little thing bugged me (laughs) i'd probably just rip it off like all right not a problem anymore right yeah yeah and when that starts happening you know something is up you know like oh stay away from this guy because he is teetering on the edge of uh, the precipice into madness. Yeah, j- just a little bit. And I think he, just like you both, for different reasons, <sighs> needed to watch It's a Wonderful Life, which was had a cameo in this movie when Russ was watching TV. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have helped him appreciate his stuff. And you, it's just, you haven't seen a classic, so that's the only reason. I need to see that. I'm hoping I won't get to the point where I'm I'm like uh, George Bailey or Clark Griswold and I need to to see it to remind myself of my self-worth. Um, but yeah, Clark needed it. Clark, it, I am so glad by the end of it, he ended up convincing his boss like, hey, he did he did something wrong and got that bonus yeah. because if that didn't happen, then I think it would have been that would have been it for old Clarky boy. <laughs> Even the boss's wife was like, oh, you didn't. What is what a cheap way to save a buck. Yeah, yeah. And it was too, man. Um, I will say that I think uh, the boss kind of changed his mind. He capitulated maybe a little too fast. <laughs> it was, it, he yeah. didn't need much convincing. Well, if you're standing in a household like that with everything just wrecked and just a huge family right. and kids looking at you, you're probably like, uh, so he definitely like the whole 20 at 20%. Mm-hmm. That seems a little unrealistic. That was a that's a big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like enough for like, uh, like the bonus would have covered the pool money and maybe flying everybody back to, to spend time there. Mm-hmm. But then he adds 20% to that. I don't know. Whoever that boss is like, I kind of actually want to work for him as like dismissive and cold as he was. Like, yeah. But the fact that when he actually does do something, he doesn't really think of money. Like he, it seemed like he was trying to save money in the company. Mm-hmm. Wasn't trying to be like a screw, just more of like, Hey, how can we help the bottom line a little bit more? Like just not following, thinking it through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Cause you saw whenever he tried to talk to Clark, he always, uh, just called him by the wrong name. He was a new wrong name every time he talked to him. And <laughs> I don't think he, yeah, like you said, I don't think he was a terrible boss. He was just not, well, I don't know. You, it could be argued that a boss who isn't concerned or that caring enough to learn his employees' names isn't a great boss. But I think his priorities were somewhere else. And having seeing like the destruction or or the the <laughs> how his uh, uh, actions in not giving the bonus affected this family and getting kind of like uh, not chewed out, but seeing his wife's disappointment kind of like clicked it on for him. Like, oh, my actions do have consequences. Maybe we don't need to save that many bucks every year well he got kidnapped so <laughs> i mean yeah that'll that'll do a good job in, in snapping somebody uh into their senses especially so when the cousin, kidnapper is cousin eddie that that oh yeah, maniac. cousin eddie was a maniac he was kind of out there like when clark was like here we're gonna help you for the holidays mm. it's like here buy yourself something nice on me even <laughs> though it's clark's money yeah that was odd but the fact that he went to try to do something nice for Clark when he saw everything go downhill. Yeah. Crazy as it was. Still kind of was sweet, a little right? endearing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it was way overboard, but Hey, you know what? Cousin Eddie really sees the value of family. <laughs> that. Yeah. I can't deny that, that whew, I don't know if I want to see cousin Eddie's 
Island Christmas. Christmas Vacation too. Oh, no. Yeah. Ugh. Good mm-hmm. luck. You can watch that and tell me what you think of it. I don't think I even want to. Like, I honestly got it just because it was part of the bundle. Right. Because the bundle was cheaper than the first movie by itself. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know. That one That one seems to me kind of like uh, Caddyshack 2 was, which I had seen. Caddyshack, the first Caddyshack, which we should probably watch if we want to keep this Chevy Chase thing going. Um fantastic movie caddyshack 2 an abomination like uh an insult to the very history and and uh like process of filmmaking just a god-awful movie that is a pretty high hatred right there yeah yeah and i could see that being the case for christmas vacation too because that if i you know you know they say never to judge a book by its cover but the cover for that movie is pretty telling it looks terrible I can't imagine there's anything good in there. It looks pretty bad. So, uh, well, luckily, one, uh, unless I'm, you put it into the episode index, we'll never have to watch it. Oh, look, the episode index is here no, on my left. Don't do it. Steven, make it a Christmas present to me. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I have to do something better than that. But for this film, I think the sound, there wasn't a spectacular sound design, but when the, the their sound effects department yeah. <laughs> being super cheesy, uh-huh. like, beautiful. Like during that sledding just, scene, when that sled just like shot <laughs> off, it was just pew, yep. like a gunshot. Yeah, and just like all the random things, like especially when Clark gets, they open the attic oh, yeah. um, door and he's sitting on it and it just sounds like a ton of bricks plus other <laughs> random things. Like nothing he that was on around him would have made those noises, but it just added to the whoop chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point. I love how they were, you know, as I think we talked about some of these older films that aren't CG fests, um, they, they tend to go just. I mean, they're, they're very competently done sound design wise, but it's not anything that's like, whoa, super standout because it's just like normal sounds. Um, but I think in a film like this, you have the opportunity to do weird stuff for the comedy of the film, which I think is probably a lot of fun for a lot of these, these sound designers who are usually just like, oh, I got to make the sound of a door closing or walking on dirt, you know, that old one. Oh, you know, I love when you get to go crazy on sound effects, like back when we were at AI, I'm forgetting names. We made a good cop, bad, no, good cop, good cop, (laughs) short, short. And literally the whole conversation interrogation was why somebody exposed themselves in public Mm -hmm. and the kids explaining he had to go to the restroom and everything lean up to that. So we have like a good five minute segment of this kid, like strolling in the middle of a park and then all the sound effects leading to him having to take a dump in the middle of the park. <laughs> uh-huh. So you get the bubbling, you get the crick, you get the, just like anything you think of. And it was just so cheesy. I was like, I really screwed the pooch on this one, but I like it. Cause there's so yeah. many sounds. Yeah. I bet, you know, maybe, maybe the finished film wasn't like, you're not entering that into any film festivals, but I bet it was a lot of fun to do mm-hmm. while you're doing it. It was fun to do. And the classmates actually laughed at that scene, but we knew it was kind of like this became a Sharknado the minute you gave me access to the soundboard. <laughs> and and so a career, a, a, a lifelong love of sound design was born. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so let me ask you, were there any uh, standout, other standout moments in this movie for you? Oh, there was a lot of stuff that was just cracked me up. The turkey scene always just throws me for a loop. <sighs> that- that awful 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 turkey i mean like the just watching clark cut into it and seeing it deflate was gross enough Mm -hmm. but then to hear them talking about sound design to hear them chewing on that jerky turkey uh, 
<laughs> so gross. I I, I kind of sounded like maybe they gave them ice chips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, gave the that. people um doing the sound design just started chewing some ice chips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of gives that that like because it was crunchy it was sound. crunchy. Yeah, because it wasn't quite a chip sound, but it wasn't quite anything else. <laughs> I was either that or they or just maybe gave they got the some really crispy bacon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, probably turkey uh, jerky is better but um was there anything that stood out to you visually uh well i i uh i loved uh the the light shining down on the christmas tree in the beginning i loved that that was fantastic mm-hmm. uh i <laughs> i loved how uh the entire christmas light scene um you know a lot of it takes place in that front yard and uh, Clark is just trying like so frustrated and trying to get his lights to work cuz he's he has 25,000 lights that he's checked individually a couple of times and it finally starts working because somebody flicks a switch uh, on in the garage <laughs> next to the most overloaded uh, plug I've ever seen in my life. Um, yep. And just like kicks that on. And what I loved was seeing in their neighbor's house, whenever the lights came on, it was just the most like, uh, I looked like a hundred spotlights were just foam, just blasting. Like it was a second sun blasting through uh, their window. Mm-hmm. And just blinding them. And then it would get flicked off and they would crash through their house or like down the stairs because it was suddenly <laughs> pitch black. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes. So I was wondering why they would trip the minute it comes off, the lights would turn off. And that I didn't even think about that, that like when you go from outside when it's bright to inside. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, they were probably just blind at that point when they totally. turned off the lights. Yeah, especially with that kind of a light uh, output. Oof. <laughs> so that was, was cool to see uh, uh, just how insanely bright that house got um i'm surprised the house didn't ignite and and from all that heat because those weren't like you know new modern led lights those were the old oh yeah those are the hot ink and it should have lit on fire yeah uh well yeah no i don't know for 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 this film it, it definitely won my heart over on this viewing yeah 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 well that's good to hear i'm glad that uh you you went into it um not with your mind made up already or or at least open to just watching it and giving it a second chance because i think it's it's a fun movie it's a completely ridiculous movie and most of it doesn't make any sense but i think that is why ridiculous is right up my alley yeah oh yeah 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 which speaking of which i'll give an early 2021 b movie Hint to everybody, even though it's not that far away at this point. So we will be having a guest that we won't mention, but you know who it is that you've met our my old roommate. Mm-hmm. We've got him and we're going to potentially watch. Actually, no, I'm going to say it. We're watching Velocipaster. We're watching Velocipaster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that will be a B movie. As for who the guest is, you guys will find out later. But yes. There's your B movie hint for 2021. There's going to be a B movie called Velocipaster. <laughs> I mean, clearly, what else could a movie be called? That that sounds like the most B movie of B movie titles, actually. <laughs> Once we're done recording, I'll give you some more details because he described it to me a little bit. It sounds fun. Oh, okay. Like it sounds absurd, but it sounds fun. It, like it's not like a birdemic, like uh, like a chore to get through. I feel like it has the same kind of eh kind of film work as bird demerick mm. but the concept they just know exactly what they are and they're just leaning right into it on purpose nice I so it, it sounds like a fun movie to watch so check back in later for that one because 
You'll find out if it's a brilliant blunder or, well, shit. <laughs> uh, oh, no. A fourth categorization for, for those? <laughs> no, I just said that r- randomly. But in regards to this one, what would you recommend for our amazing audience in regards to this film? Uh, for this one, I, you know... I think this is one that everybody should see. I think it's I think it's attained that the 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 status of classic by this point and not just because it's an older one but because it's it's a lot of fun and uh there's there's a lot of humor in it and some good heart too and it's stuck around to this year 2020. It came out in 1989. So it's doing something right. I I say like watch it any way you can, and if that means buying it, then I don't think you're going to be unhappy about doing that. Yes. Yeah, so that um, if you guys like some cheesy slapstick with some heart, I agree with Sean. Watch it any way you can. Of course, if you're going, if you have the option to stream it, by all means, make yeah. sure you watch it. But if your option is between renting it and buying it, just buy it because you're going to want to watch it again later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So forget the rental. It's buy or stream. Now, as as you've described earlier, I think this one has a pretty decent uh, rewatch value. You know, mm-hmm. the first time didn't totally click with you, but the second time you watched it, boom, it was good. I kind of wish I didn't have the distraction I did the first time I watched it because I feel like I would have loved it the first time around. Sure, sure. But, you know, at least, hey, the That's second time life. was much better. The second time was much better that I would have to say it was worthy of... That's what I like to hear. Uh, applause. <laughs> so you picked this movie, which I thoroughly appreciate. And something else I appreciate is I want to thank all of our listeners for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching the movie and talking about it. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever else a person can leave a review. It really does help us out. And we appreciate your input. We want to wish you guys some Merry and happy and just joyful holidays. We still have more to come. I'm Stephen Reyes here with my fantastically magnificent human being. Sean Anderson. Oh, so touching. And we are more movies. Please.